Welcome to your making it worse. We're here. We're queer. Who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. So somebody who made a big splash um, in the Brett Kavanaugh hearings was Senator Lindsey Graham. Now, obviously, South Carolina? Republican? Yeah. Yes. And as I've said before, you guys are much more politically savvy than I am. But And I've agreed before. Yep. I 100 percent agree. <laughs> but as Alan, you had put it, he put on a real piece of uh, political theater yeah. in his speech to everybody about Multiple the Democrats. speeches. Right. I mean, it wasn't just one instance. It yeah. was a lot. And I just I thought it was incredible. And, and I personally was like, God, he's so gay. He's so I felt he was so gay. And it was just interesting to watch him like berate a woman, you know, for just coming out with her story of sexual assault. And so what does the gay have to do with that? Well, what I'm I was about to say that uh, Rosie O'Donnell tweeted. um, Well, Lindsey Graham then tweeted, I very much believe in allowing people to be heard, but I'm not going to be played. And I'm not going to have my intelligence insulted by the Michael Avenatti's of the world. I will not be a participant in wholesale character assassination that defies credibility. Mm. Rosie, who is Rosie a lesbian, wrote back, fuck you, you closeted idiot. This is the patriarchy exposed. This is reality. Deal with it. So and then Kathy Griffin also called him Miss. Jimmy Kimmel suggested that uh, he lit up like. He, quote, lit up like someone left a thumbtack on Liberace's piano bench. <laughs> and Bill Maher uh, even uh, invoked the name of McCain by suggesting that Graham needed the, quote, stabilizing influence of his dead boyfriend. So this Yeesh. was interesting. So during this whole thing, I obviously – Lindsey Graham has been a senator for two or three terms at least. Mm-hmm. I've always thought – and assumed he was gay. He is a lifelong bachelor. And he's never been ma- right. Never been married. Uh, this has never been confirmed, but you know, probably. I, I, my guess is that it's probably true. But you know, it was interesting because I had the exact same response. So he has, he has. Lindsey Graham has this fiery pushback against Democrats in particular, and Doctor Ford. And I'm like, you fucking <laughs> faggot, you <laughs> motherfucker, and all the shit. And then. But then when push comes to shove and I read this stuff, it's like it does almost – and I am not defending Lindsey Graham. It does almost feel unfair because Lindsey Graham, nothing he's doing is directly impacting gay rights. He's not He's not voting against gay rights in this instance. He has. He certainly has. He has a very – he's a bad uh, track record for gay rights. But that's not what this is about. Yeah. And so I'm of two minds where on the one hand, I feel like it's kind of fun and fuck him. And on the other, it's like this is unfair. I'm not of two minds. I think I mean, but then again, this I've talked about this on the podcast before. I'm really like when we talked about Don Travolta, it it makes me really uncomfortable to speculate on someone's sexuality without any sort of anything that warrants it. And this didn't warrant it. This is literally like it's like a comedian who only yells on stage because they don't have actual material. So they just have to yell to get a laugh or sure. they tell a poop joke or some. It's just stupid, cheap shots that and I don't like defending Lindsey Graham. I don't feel like I am defending Lindsey Graham. But at the same time, I'm also like Rosie O'Donnell 
I love Rosie O'Donnell. I fucking love Rosie O'Donnell, I think. And I love her voice and I love what she does and I love how forceful she is. But I also think, and we've talked about this a lot, I don't like letting my passion dictate my intelligence. And I don't like letting my passion get in the way of my opinions in how I'm expressing myself and how I'm formulating what I'm saying publicly. And so a lot of these people, like Rosie O'Donnell, speak very passionately. And that's awesome. But it also allows them to say things that aren't fair because this has nothing to do with being gay. Also, I think the fundamental problem in this is that, once again— I did the same thing at home. <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly a hypocrite in this instance. We're belittling ourselves by calling him gay because yes. we're trying to diminish him. We're yeah. using it as like a, a as like we're a, saying, oh, an you're insult. A, yeah, you, we're literally using it as an insult. You're such a Mary. Even if it is thing. coming from someone who is very the gay. The only thing that I could understand is that we're trying mm. to risk his reelection because we assume that South Carolina is so bigoted that they wouldn't elect a if gay Republican If we're going to risk someone's senator. election, if we're going to try to take down someone— to paint them as gay to lose an election. I don't know if I like that. I think, and no, I, I'm not saying I'm not yeah. saying that makes. And sense. I'm not saying this is the correct thing to do because I agree with you guys. I, don't, I, I I I can't stand him, but I don't think it's fair to call him a closeted queen or whatever on Twitter. I just I don't think it's it doesn't merit it. With that all being said, I think the idea, and I might be reaching here, is the idea that because he is indirectly berating a woman. A woman who's standing for something, specifically feminism. I she's th- not standing for feminism. Let's just be clear. She's I mean, she I, I would she's never talked about feminism. She's never called herself a feminism. Applying that to her, I don't think is something that's necessarily fair. She's a victim of sexual assault. She's a survivor of sexual assault. And she's sharing her story and we should hear her story. And I understand that the role of patriarchy plays in all of that. And that's very true. But at the same time. It's, she was not making a political movement. She right. was making an accusation against someone who was going to have a very important job. And she was saying, listen, this man did this to me and you need to know about this before this is a part he gets of his this character. job. Yeah. It has, right. She was not – she's not a political person. Her, her decision to do this was not political. Right, but it became political. Well, we politicized it. Right. I'm saying it became political. But and, and she didn't do that. Right. But it became political, obviously. I mean, that's what everyone's talking about. And the idea. Well, let me finish the idea that. And again, I'm I'm saying it's 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 a tenuous idea. But when I think of when I look at like Rosie and her reaction to it, to me, my feeling is that she's thinking this guy who's, again, ostensibly gay, the way Rosie's talking about him, he should be standing for and with women. Right. And that's where I think that passion comes from. And again, I don't think it's merited. I think it's immature and I think it's un it's just yeah, gay unwarranted. men always have to stand up for women. Right. right. I think he can be he, closet or not, he can be a monster like anybody else. Yeah. But I think even women can be a monster. Of course. Hi, Susan Collins. Who? Even oh. women can be monsters. Yeah, like, of course. It's... I think the the for me I the, t- the the takeaway is that as much as I, I I agree with you guys, it's it's gross, it's immature, it's unwarranted. But then I feel that I, I feel that uh, the idea of being like a liberal 
piece of shit because I I don't want to play because f- I want to play fair. Right. I want to play by the rules and I want to respect somebody who I disagree with you so much. You can still call Lindsey Graham a hypocrite because he is. You can call Lindsey Graham two-faced. You can call him a fucking liar because he is. But you don't have to stoop too low to calling him a faggot. Like it's not right. that isn't the argument. He is a hypocrite and there are ways that you can articulate how much of a hypocrite he is without having to be like and your neck's weird. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you don't have to do that. It's right, just yeah, such right. bullshit. You know who I also think is gay? What? Who? Senator Tom Cotton. I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm convinced. Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas, very conservative Republican. Hmm. I've always maintained he has gay face. What, what's his stance on gay issues? Let I me can't repeat imagine. myself. It's very Senator good. Senator Republican good. Yeah, not from good. Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I also – I do know – I mean and obviously this is just my ridiculous speculation. But I do remember that he ha- was also a lifelong bachelor and got married very quickly just like before just before he announced his candidacy for the Senate. That bums me there out. There is um, – on similar issue but different topic, I, there are two people that should be highlighted, pointed out, applauded for what they did, Heitkamp and Murkowski. Mm. Those two women. I love Heidi Heitkamp. Murkowski did something very bold by voting against her party. She's an awesome – I mean I don't agree with a lot she she votes for. Right. But it was awesome what she did. And Heitkamp – Heitkamp is sort of the definition her, – her vote no against Kavanaugh is the definition of what public servants are meant to be in this yeah. country in that she is up for a re-election that she will probably – at this time when this airs, probably, probably have probably lost by now. And, and – but she couldn't do it. And that is fucking bold. That is yeah. a great, awesome public servant. That's what you're I supposed agree. to do. Yeah. Again, I don't want to get too – it's it's over. The whole thing's – over, but he's a Supreme Court justice. Right, it's yeah. over. But um, yeah, she reminded me too that it's like you serve us, you serve the people. You're just the idea. Obviously, it's very Pollyanna, Pollyanna of me. But well, we elect them to make decisions for to us, to work for and us, and they are beholden to our voting for them and well, are keeping them in office or not. And even seeing that again, I don't want to be a, I don't want to. And you make know what? assumptions, but there's that video. There's video of Lindsey Graham like shutting down protesters, and that. Oh, it just gets under my skin because it's – you're serving the people and to stand there and berate well, them. Well, considering how much South Carolina voted for Donald Trump, I, he probably is serving a lot of people who would shout down those protesters. Yeah. I mean, let's just be real. Yeah. Yeah. And his neck is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Not even joking. For Not Even Joking today, we are being joined by our friend Liza Dye. Hi, Liza. Hey, guys. Hey. Now, is that Liza? Liza? I'm just kidding. I was going to do, is that Liza with a Z? But I don't want to go into Liza. No, it's Liza with an S. No, it's Lisa with an S. We were just talking about how you have a unique name. I was berating her with a song. It was beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So, Liza, how do you identify I love the word gay. I've never really identified with the term queer. I grew up in the South, so queer mm-hmm. wasn't really a word that I yeah. was even introduced to until I moved to Brooklyn, probably. And even still, it's not a word I'm like necessarily comfortable with. A lot of my friends are like, when I first was introduced to it in Bed-Stuy, they you know, kind of explained to me that it was sort of this like nice umbrella term and it kind of mm. covers everything. But I, I just, I grew up with a lot of older white gay men 
and or that's who I kind of chose to surround myself really? by, I guess, in the South. Yeah, because there's not a lot of queer people of color. And yeah, I didn't know there was and, a lot of older white gay men. In I the, was just imagining you as a baby with like se- seven guys in their seventies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, probably similar to in Missouri. Like a lot of the gay bars, they're fairly. It's a fairly mixed scene, but there's also it's like it skews older, and mm-hmm. there's like a whole spectrum yeah, for coming sure. in and out. So probably yeah. similar situation. Yeah, 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 I guess that makes sense. Not yeah. a lot of black gay people at all the women it's even a smaller pool yeah. you don't see many gay women you're from south carolina is that i right? grew up in south carolina i was born in connecticut that's okay. where my parents met they went to yukon but yeah i was raised in south carolina so yeah you don't get exposed to a ton of gay um just visibility couples yeah. or anything i remember when i went off to college uh this was obviously before I could drink, and so I would always go to like the LGBT yes. group sponsored yes. events. Yes, and I would always like dress up in my nasty baggy ass <laughs> like button down shirt, like my big ass khakis, and I, I would it. always think I would meet all. I would think didn't like that's would, where everyone would go. Didn't you say if you wore gay. pink? You would wear. I wore pink. a lot of pink in college. Love that. Um, you said this is Missouri. This is Michigan. Michigan, and that's where I thought everyone would go to hang out because you just want to meet gay I people, right? I did the right? exact and, same thing, and I like it, literally every event, every social event at the LGBT Resource Center at at University of Michigan was attended by like six people. Yes, uh-huh. most of them were in their forties. I swear to you, I did the exact yeah. same thing, and it was at NYU, which is like just go outside. Yeah, but I was, right, I went right. to the NYU like center I, I down the street. Yeah, right. Go outside. Yeah. But I was like, no, I'm going to the uh, whatever. And I remember they were like, we're going, we're throwing a diva ball. And I was like, well, I guess I'd, I guess I'd better go to the diva ball. And so I went to this thing, not knowing what it would be, not knowing anybody there. And it was just like a big, crazy dance party, but it was like school sanctioned. So it's already like, what? And like a drag king came out and did like an Eminem lip sync and swung a dildo around. And I was like, yeah. I think I'm gonna go. <laughs> y'all had y'all had money in college. I was too poor to have a social life. I was working all the fucking oh, time. I'm not, I'm not uh, nonstop. All right, so let's yeah, ask let's, Liza. let's ask Liza though. So obviously, grinder is something a theme we've talked about ad, ad nauseum on our podcast already. What is like? Is there like a a, a, a lesbian, a, a gay woman equivalent of that? How do you meet people? Like, how, how do you, do you find that pussy? <laughs> 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 Again, beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Beautifully put. Um, there wasn't for so long when I moved to New York, which would have been like 2011. OK Cupid was what all the uh, lesbian women, uh, lesbians were on. Um, and I had just like the weirdest experience with that. And so, but there's. How a, so? Yeah. Do you um, mind saying? Like just weirdos? Are there. Lesbian weirdos? I just remember being yes, at are. like yes. Metro one night and mm-hmm. in Williamsburg. And oh, Metropolitan, like, right? Yeah. 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 Great bar. Yeah. yeah, Metropolitan. Sorry. Right. No, no, we we're not it in Metro Brooklyn too. anymore. I know, no, yeah. 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 We're not in Brooklyn anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, and just some girl coming up to me and being like, I messaged you on OkCupid okay and you didn't message me back. Whoa, and she was wow. like demanding a response you. like right there. So <laughs> I was like, maybe no on the dating apps. But yeah. then so this app, her comes that's out. That's very intense, right? Especially for, for it to be my first dating app yeah. experience. So I kind of got really shunned in, yeah. with my first one. But yeah, so there's this this thing called her that's been around for a while. Um, 
I would say just lesbian culture in general in terms of like bar, like we don't have any bars. There was like a big article in the New Yorker about it a few months back. And we just don't have spaces like lesbians don't have spaces. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's like even in New York, I felt like my, you know, when you go back, it's like there's like Henrietta Hudson's. Yeah. And kind of that's it when I moved to New York unless I'm wrong there were 60 gay bars I counted yeah I, I, remember all you, of them. I remember you doing this and and at the time that I knew of there was one lesbian bar in Brooklyn yeah and then it, sh- and then it shut down Gingers? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I forget the name, but I never I remember I never the went. one in Brooklyn you're talking about. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty bad. Um, is it any better I mean, here in LA? No, there's no, none there's, in LA. There's zero lesbian zero? bars in LA. Bizarre. New York I mean, there's City like a, has the only lesbian bars, I think, in the country. There's a. There's a what? Um, I mean, there's, there's a night at chapel i heard so there's parties people yes. have nights i've heard that nights but yeah. there's no actual space for that i mean we're insane it's, see the yeah. thing is when you keep you being shocked by it is kind of surprising to me and you're gonna make fun of me I for will. saying this <laughs> but like i've said this before there's a reason why like you know ellen DeGeneres isn't threatening you know these these lesbians in entertainment even aren't threatening is because we desexualize I think lesbians as a culture because of the patriarchy. We mm-hmm. they're not valuable to they're not threatening to us, so they don't have they don't have access to or we don't feel that they have they're gonna spend money at bars, they're gonna be sexualized, or they're gonna go out and want hookup apps and all these things. Right. And so we don't give them spaces. And it's it's the same reason why we don't allow women to be president of the United States. It's it's like mm-hmm. it's it's because of the fucking patriarchy and we devalue women in so ways and, and gay men who run Nightlife entertainment oftentimes don't value queer women. It's rough. I remember my first Dyke Day in L.A. last year. They they do a big uh, day at Barnsdale Art Park. And mm-hmm. then before it, there's like a fundraiser they do at the Eagle, which I love the Eagle so much. Yeah. And um, I remember so well someone being like, oh, the after party, the, the, there's a dark day after party at Akbar. And so I went to Akbar, like super excited, like I'm going to meet some girls. I was kind of new to town and it was full of gay men. Yeah. I yeah. think I saw maybe three women. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah. And I felt like kind of pissed. I was like, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. we, it, it, that was a real wake up call, though, in terms of us not having a space like we don't yeah. have a space. Is it something that you like, do you want a space? Like do you like do you want it do do you want a, a lesbian bar? Yeah, I think that like Akbar could be somewhere else, and I think Akbar is like the perfect space for a little lesbian bar. Yeah. Akbar, because we should say to people listening, is, is like is a bar a in Los East Side Los Angeles gay bar. Yeah, tiny a, space. Yeah, tiny. That's what. Oh, like a lesbian space should be because you know you want to be all up in each other and what to snowball off what you were saying <laughs> you want to be all up in it sort of I guess yeah, you could yeah, say maybe, that. maybe. Yeah, perhaps I think we're all getting a little weirded out but uh, yeah <laughs> all up in one but everything you were saying earlier is true but then there's this you know sort of discussion within the community right just like there's this discussion within the black community within it's like happening in every it's like well we do have these internal struggles that we need to face which is the reality is that lesbians meet and they settle down and they don't go out you well, know you know this woman robin exton who created her mm-hmm. she said she launched it initially as like a hookup app you know mm-hmm. as, and, and apparently a market that wasn't serving that for women and she said women aren't looking for a hot or not 
They want to chat and meet. They want to chat, meet up, make friends, make girlfriends, find events, and it's not something easy to find on a hookup app. And she said her objective now is this long-term focus on helping connect queer women to community and a goal of the app achieves that through more of sharing of articles than body fluids, which is fascinating. Buymeetup.org then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's a great mm-hmm. resource to like. Why don't you help him do it, Alan? I will. <laughs> you, 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 you know, you by the way, I forgot to say this. I'm sorry. I'm uh, from in my home state of Michigan. There is a a, a lesbian bar named Stil- called Stilettos that was enormously popular. Oh wow! In like the suburbs of the like of Detroit. So yeah. do you use her? Yeah, do you Liza? use her? Yeah. yeah so use... I have the app her on my phone. Yeah. Oh, so clean. Oh, it's um, pretty. It's pretty. So and I've pretty. been. This is probably my third or fourth download pro, of it. Pro, yeah. yeah. Like I. Like you've taken. You've downloaded them. Oh, deleted she's it? cute. You should swipe right on her. Yeah. I mean, I have bad vision, so no, I just maybe you know she's Liza's not. an autonomous person who can make up her own what do, mind. Oh, is that your type? About is that your so type? Really kind of like Tinder. Wait, what's your type? That's Liza? literally somebody Brent would go for. I prefer very feminine women because oh. I myself feel very. I, one of my best gay guy friends in college described me as a chapstick lesbian, which I love. Like what's instead that? of lipstick. Like not. I'm not super femme. I'm not lipstick, but I'm not butch. Chapstick. Yeah. So right. Somewhere chapstick. in the middle. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle. I enjoy. It. I and love I'm that. Putting on chapstick as you apply <laughs> chapstick, and I also love chapstick. So yeah, I would you I, like some? I'll put I'll put it on your finger. <laughs> so if you want some, I'm... ew. Uh, what? Do so you weird. let other people use your chapstick? No. I don't let anyone touch my chapstick. No. I know what you mean. I do the same thing. Like yeah, rub I, it on your hand. Put it on so someone's not, finger. Yeah. Yeah. You. Someone. So what kind of women have you met from her? Huh. Um, <laughs> I don't. Oh, I did meet I did meet up with one girl um and she was very gorgeous. I went through like this weird culture shock when I first moved to LA because Brooklyn is like very like QPOC like it's yeah. very brown and gay and beautiful and so yeah. when I moved to LA I live on the east side I, I went through culture shock there was no gay black people right yeah. and I kind of freaked out I was like whoa oh my god like what's happening so I found like this gorgeous black girl from LA and but she was like into sports like we met up and went out on a not a date just like hung out with her Does friends she want to go on a hike she <laughs> I, I can't hikes. hike because I have a really bad injury so I I'm, I have like the, a permanent great excuse to get out of hiking forever. <laughs> I don't. Awesome. I don't have an excuse, and I do not care. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'm going to use your injury to get out of hiking on every yeah, day. Yeah, I tell my friends, yeah. I'm like, you can use my story. It's fine. But <laughs> so yeah, we did. I did meet up with one girl once, and but she was so into sports. Like she's a person that's like yelling at the TV when sports is oh, on, right? Which is very scary oh, to me. Yeah. So yeah. It's like me with house out. hunters. Yeah, yeah. you yelling at the TV. I'm, I really am. I go nuts. You yell at house. Hunters? I go nuts with house hunters. Why? It's so funny. It's, very, it's, it's something no, against granite but top? Liza makes a good point. There's something, and I do this with a lot of guys. Once in a while, I'll meet someone uh, who comes across, who does something that portrays themselves as aggressive, hmm. and I'm instantly like pull back. Because wow. I'm like I don't want to be in a like what? relationship. Like what? I'm trying to think of a. I'm trying to think of a, an applicable example. That one really struck a chord. Someone who feels the need. To shout at the TV. This I don't was know anyone in a public who the place, TV. by the way. We were like in a like bar? a sports bar. Oh, yeah. that's even yeah. worse. And she was like oh, shouting. Let me ask you guys a question, all of you. How comfortable do you. This has nothing to do with sexuality. Like, just how comfortable do you feel at a sports bar in general? I feel comfortable. You do? I feel yeah. pretty comfortable. Yeah. I actually want to go to Buffalo ambivalent. Wild Wings. I think we should yeah. record there once. I feel yeah. so out of place at a place where people are 
drinking and screaming at something. Yeah. Why? It just it makes. I don't know if it's like a the like nerdy Jew in me, but it makes me feel like this is not. I'm, All you do is you order some fries. Yeah, but you just like when people like bark at the screen and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I, I, don't I know. feel that. Get I'm like how- a chihuahua. I'm like shaking. You're, sh- and yeah, you're shivering. Yeah. <laughs> Get screaming at house hunters is totally normal. <laughs> ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไ
you know, fulfilling relationships. But I do like I do love what the woman Robin Exton was saying about her. She's like, I tried to make a hookup app, but turns out women want to like talk and like, you know, communicate and like learn about each other. Start a community garden or a co-op. But (laughs) that's what she's saying. And I'm like, I kind of, you know, yearn for that a little bit. Mm -hmm. But. It's also I also feel like I'm annoying because I'm doing the the grass is greener on the, greener on the other side thing, which is just unfair. Yeah, everyone does that. Everyone wants what they you know. Yeah, can't it's human have. nature. Yeah, it's human nature. Well, Liza, thank you so much. Yeah, for thanks coming. for thank you guys. shedding light. Thanks so much. It's just it is just interesting to think you know because unfortunately on the show we often are like grinder is the, the, the worst. Death it's now. the devil, <laughs> and it's so interesting to hear that like yep women have figured that out yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I always, I, ju- I know a, a, this uh, girl, Trish Bendix, who's like the queen of lesbian scene in LA. She recently started working with Grindr and I'm, I've always been like, why isn't there just a lesbian side of Grindr? You know what right. I mean? Like I think when they you're tried. In the app, they, they did. Really? I think there was, I read something about them trying to do that. And it just didn't work. Or maybe or... that's still in the process. For what it's worth, know. I do think it's, I learned this in college. It might not necessarily be accurate or it might not be inclusive of the queer community, but I do think there are twice as many gay men as there are gay women. Hmm. It's more like it's more common to be an out. Although it's kind of like all blending together now with like queerness and gender. Yeah. Or being non-binary and everything yeah. kind of yeah, and also maybe women. I mean, culturally, just women have been more open sexually mm-hmm. and sexuality-wise for many years, more so than gay men, just because. Yeah, you know, Brent loves titties. Yeah. Yeah. Brent loves titties. I just wish there was more like unity between yes. gay men and women. That's yeah. why I always wish <sighs> there was just a flip side to Grinder. Yeah, I feel like it would start that unity that yeah, make we it need a social to see. Networking to website. God. Yeah. Oh yes. God. What'd you say? From your lips to God's ears. <laughs> Liza, thanks again for being here. Thank we really you so appreciate much, it. Guys. Thank you so much. Let's take a break for a second. So I was actually going to tell you about, I started using this app called Robinhood, which is an investing app, and it lets you basically buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and everything is commission-free. Because, look, at the end of the day, we all know this, I'm no Elliot Glazer. I can't pay someone to buy me a car. Uh, so, f- you know, that's why it's so great for me because most brokerage companies or firms or whatever, they charge $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't have commission charges at all, and you keep all the profits from your trades to begin with. They also have really easy-to-understand charts and market data. Basically, you can place a trade in four taps on your smartphone. And it's it's also great because like you're learning how to build your portfolio and you're learning about the stock market as you go along. So Robinhood is actually giving listeners of our podcast, not trying to brag, a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build their portfolio. So to take advantage of that, you can just sign up at worse.robinhood.com. That's worse.robinhood.com. And before you know it, you'll be the next Elliot Glazer. And another thing. And another thing we're going to talk about today, theme parks. I love it. I know. I think I've already brought it up a couple times, but I'm from the Midwest where everyone goes to Cedar Point, which is the America's Roller Coast. Mm -hmm. That is their motto. And it's like just like I have a T-shirt, like a vintage T-shirt from Cedar Point. It's like – I will now watch POV videos of their roller coasters, and it just makes me happy. Mm. It's just so much. I had so yeah. much fun going there. Like you love Disneyland, right? Oh, I love all theme parks. I'm such yeah. a theme park freak. Yeah. I, I'm going to Universal Studios this weekend, and I'm I'm just 
thrilled about it. What do you love about, about a theme park? I just love, <laughs> I love anything. I love excess. I love, that's one of the reasons why I love like Vegas and like yeah. kitschy yeah. things. I love, I know what you mean. I love kitschy things that just make me feel like, well, this is just the moment I'm in and it's, it's fun and it's frilly and it's just whatever. Right, do like, you like Las Vegas? I do like Las Vegas for like 24 hours. Yes, exactly. I, I don't. Vegas. I like, like embracing. I like going somewhere that's very distinct in the world or in the country, mm-hmm. and you're looking around, and there are people that are really living whatever they want to live at yep. that time. Yep. And if, but it's in, in Vegas. Doses. It's getting drunk. It's going to strip club. It's 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 not drinking. Well, see, even uh, in Vegas, I don't care about all that. I care about like walking down the strip and seeing like the people walking in, looking at the casinos, and like going into Caesar's Palace. Maybe and I'm mall crazy, but I and... feel like I, when I if I do that in Vegas, I'm like watching people go into like Zara, <laughs> and I'm like, what is so great about this going? place? <laughs> I don't know. With theme parks specifically, I when I was a kid, Six Flags Mid America was where we always went. But we also regularly drove to. Orlando for all of the theme parks. What? Disney Wait, World. Wait, you drove from Missouri to Orlando? Everyone in the Midwest does that. How long of a ride was that? That's like a two-day drive. Oh, and, shit. Wow. But Holy it's like, shit. it's what a lot of, I mean, when you're poor, you do that. <laughs> and, yeah. and then you have so many kids, you know, you drive, you get a minivan, you drive. Um, but we would drive to, to Orlando and we would go to Universal Studios and Disney World and Epcot and all of them. Yeah. And it just was, it just was so much fun. And, and I had a fucked up childhood. And so like going there and sort of doing my own thing and living in sort of a fantasy, it was the same reason why I loved TV and movies as a kid. Like, it got me out of this sort of depressive, annoying state that was sort of my family situation. Yeah. And so I think in some way my heart sort of just, like, got attached to theme parks and yeah. just sort of the I, thrill I, of And you them. go a lot. Yeah, you do And go. I do, and I love going, and I, I, I would love to someday have enough money to have seasons passes. Now, Elliot doesn't like roller coasters, so you... Well, I had an excellent childhood, and I am terrified of a lot of <laughs> theme parks. Um, I cannot... I cannot do roller. I, the, I can't do speed. It's all about speed for me. Mm-hmm. It is, and you um, had speed, trouble. Speed, at, speed's the only fun. Like how he do you had not, trouble at the fucking like okay, cars, the cars in Disneyland. Disney. They literally go twenty. Oh miles yeah, they an like just they that. just like tilt well, you around yeah. a little bit. No, 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 guys, no. First <laughs> of all, when I got to the ride, I said to the woman, "Does this go fast?" And she said, "How fast did you go when you came here today?" I said, "I don't know, forty-five miles an hour, or fifty. She goes, "Then you'll be fine." Yeah. Turns out, turns out you're a huge pussy. <laughs> in, open, in the open air and the speed at which they were going, it did not feel like a regular car ride. It went so fast. What's went, so fast? It didn't. Have you found out how fast it went? I bet it goes 20 miles an hour yep. at most. Yeah, I, I agree. I, well, whatever for whatever it's worth, for me the fear is struck when I see speed. Yeah, and, and a roller coaster, it's not even so much the the dips and the turns, which are by and large scary but seeing the speed at which they go up and down and even those stupid fucking things where the they bounce all the way up and then they come down then they go up and they go down and they go like it's uh-huh. a bit Knott's Berry Farm yeah, yeah, I yeah. could vomit from the ground well speaking of vomit my favorite theme park <clears throat> story ever involves Elliot I don't think you were there mm-hmm. it was a couple there. years ago and we, we went to Disneyland earlier this year for my birthday Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but great. this was a couple years ago and we started a California adventure we went on the Ferris wheel Disneyland Ferris wheel is fucked up insofar as like <laughs> it doesn't it goes in a circle yes but there are some cars that have a 
dip. They're on like a track or yeah, something. They're closer to the center. We of didn't the know thing. that, and the car we were in didn't. And I literally started throwing up into the little the little <laughs> oh, baggie you thing. Did. And wow. then we all got a little sick. Yeah, and but I got the most sick. And then afterwards, I was like, okay, we'll go on the water ride. So we went on that water yeah, ride. Yeah. It goes in a circle and it just spins you as you're going through the river ride. Threw up some more in the river. Then we go to searing over, soaring over California. Oh, I, that's thing. the one I love. I threw up on that one too. You did? Yes, I threw see, up on that, the ground. See that? Rem- that is the kind of ride that I love and that my parents said as a kid I loved because I would call those rides exhibits because they would go so slow they wouldn't be moving fast yeah and that's why I loved you Epcot. have a name for everything I call them exhibits <laughs> and any any like slow you know palatially sped I love those rides too I uh, really do can I like tell you Epcot? one of my favorite YouTube Epcot's uh, the best. rabbit holes is backyard roller coasters what's that what's a backyard roller a backyard coaster? roller coasters when someone builds a roller coaster in their backyard what yeah, I remember seeing years ago on an episode of Nova, which is what we watched yes. as kids, and I was always like, on Tuesdays, I'm like, it's Nova night. <laughs> uh, there, there was like some physicist who built a roller coaster going down the back of his house, and I like YouTubed it a couple of years back, and there's hundreds example of examples of these. Wow, people, are they for, surprised they're legal or like they're like they're models? For people. Oh, yeah. And it's like there's one – I think it's called the Blue Flash. I forget where it is. Maybe Indiana or something. And it's like my dream to go to the Blue Flash. Wow. It's like it's, – it's a loop-de-loop. You're basically in like a, a lawnmower chair. Mm. You're strapped in. And you go down the, like this 30-foot hill. It's just like the most – I just think I, roller coasters are the most fun thing. As a world. kid, I because I hated my family so much, we went to SeaWorld. I intentionally <laughs> got lost <laughs> in SeaWorld. And they, they, they were like, are you lost? And I was like, no, I'm good. See, like, I dreaded the days like during like camp where we would have to go have to go to like Splish Splash <laughs> or something. And I would be the fucking pussy walking around being like, I'm just going to get a churro and watch. Yeah. And, like, it was just like I'm not – And I'm, watch all my friends swim. Have fun. Like look, have fun. <laughs> I, I, it's just not for Would me. Would you do a water slide? Not a fast one. <laughs> wow, what is it about speed? I don't know, dude. I don't I, do know. you fear death? No, it's no. just the the speed gets the speed. This bitch ain't afraid of death. What I will say is that I love Disneyland and Disney World more than Knott's Berry Farm, more than Universal. God, Disneyland makes me so happy. It's so. Weird and it's so weirdly it's a sterilized, place. Yeah. and it's yeah. surreal, and it feels yeah. just the way that it works. It feels very like Nazi-ish, and has that sort of like Nazi-esque. Why like, I converted sure. to Judaism? But that's uh-huh. what I mean. it has. That sort <laughs> no. of like Nazi fetish vibe that I could have. Yeah. But in a theme park version where I'm like, this is so anesthetized, yeah. and it feels just weirdly anti-Semitic, and I kind of thrive on it. Well, yeah. <laughs> when you compare Disney to Nazism, um, I think that's the end of the I segment. The, well, I mean, the yeah, end. I would not say Walt Disney was not a Nazi supporter. He wasn't a Nazi supporter. Mm. He was a Republican. I would check my facts. What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something we said on the podcast today? She'd say, Brent, I think I think you're fabulous. You'd be more fabulous if you voted for Trump. <laughs> oh, Ramona. Ramona. I know my Aunt Joanne would say, I want to go to Dyke Day. Yeah. <laughs> That's about lumber, right? <laughs> my Aunt Anne would not give a fuck about me and go in on you being like, if you think Walt Disney's a Nazi, they fought differently <laughs> back then. Mm. She would get so – she's fiercely Disney. Yeah. She's fiercely Disney. Disney and also in an interracial relationship yes. yeah. and yeah, has no time for bullshit. Yeah, no, no right. zero. She didn't vote for Trump. No, I'm sure she did, actually. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Well, on that depressing note, yeah. I'm Elliot Glazer. I am Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. 
Thanks for listening to your Making It Worse, and we'll hear you next time.